Titan showing blitz. They come again. He dropped. Fires left side way too high. Incomplete. Evan Ingram was way well covered. The ball goes over on downs. The Titans will take a knee a few times. And the Jags will be turned away here at Nissan Stadium. 1010XL 92.5 FM presents Jaguars Today with your hosts Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, David Garrard, and Hold my pocket! Dylan Denmark. Duval. 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 St. John's. I'm sorry. No, it's still Duval. We're still Duval till we die, damn it. But uh, why does it have to feel like we're dying today as the regular season comes to a crashing halt? Good morning, everybody. Or should I just say morning, everybody? Morning. Ain't so good. Uh, David Garrard is back. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you guys. <sighs> That's the end. Says That's you. It. I know. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Uh, it's uh, the most epic collapse in franchise history from eight and three with a home game against a backup quarterback playing for the number one seed at that time in the AFC playoff picture. That's where you would have sat with five weeks to go to this, to not even being a part of the postseason. Uh, You know, I I don't want to hear about how many catches Evan Ingram had this year. I don't want to hear about how many tackles Foyer had this year. Oh, great. We had back-to-back winning seasons. There'll be a time when you can reflect, hopefully, and go, well, you know, it is better than a lot of what came before it, but that doesn't make it better when you're 8-3 and three and you lose five of your last six. And you lose to a team that had all kinds of line of scrimmage problems, and you got pushed around on the line of scrimmage all day. Your franchise quarterback – didn't play like a franchise quarterback. Uh, your running game. What running game? Who am I kidding? There was no running game. There was no run defense yesterday. Uh, we could point to play calling. You could point to anything you like. The only thing I want to say today, don't blame it on the refs, man. If you if The refs are like issue 37 on this team. There's plenty internally that uh, you've got to look at here and uh, – where to begin? Uh, you know what? Balky, like I was Tony. I heard you talking with Dan and Jeff. Mm-hmm. They want to move on from Trent Balky. Amen. Okay, I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. In fact, I would advocate for it. In do, favor. Do yes. I think it's going to happen? No, no, I do not. If it does, great. Would I be okay if they move on from Press Taylor? Yes, I would. Doug Peterson take over the full time play calling duties once again. I hope he does that one way or the other, just so at least. That excuse is gone, and that that person that we can just point the fingers and say, ah, this is the problem. Even though Press was calling apparently half the plays last year when yeah. they were having a lot of success. The good halves of plays. If the they way. want to move on from Mike Caldwell, look, did the first half of the season turn out better defensively than we thought? Yes, but how much of that was predicated on an unreasonable amount of turnovers to expect to continue at that rate? So... Where did the improvement come from on defense? Few individual players improved their play this season, but collectively, biggest game of the season, you let Tennessee, with a very suspect offensive line, just dictate to you all game long. Derrick Henry once again shoved it right down your throat. So, 
You know, it really looked like the roles were reversed yesterday. It looked like we were trying to knock them out of the playoffs, trying to stay in there to, to keep them, you know, not from being happy going into the playoffs. Didn't have enough, but we're game to yeah, give it a shot. Yeah, you know, so we could go off into the offseason and think, man, you know what, we gave them a run for their money. But it wasn't that. It wasn't that way. And, and like you said, their offensive line, the commentators talked about it all day long, how they were terrible. They were not very good. But, man. They looked really good yesterday. The way they were coming off the ball, run blocking, Derrick Henry. You're saying you don't want to re-sign this guy, the guy that just gave you 139 yards? They only get to play against us twice a year. That's probably a factor. That, yeah, yeah, that's it. We don't watch him on the right, other the games. other 15 games. He's got like 15 yards in the other games. I mean, real, really, the first time they played, he had like 38 yards on 10 carries against yeah. the Jags, and the Jags dictated pace, Yeah, and yeah. they took it away, and they got out to a big lead, and – if you're fighting to, for the playoffs, how are you not tattooing this guy? How is he just – it seemed like every run, it was a clip of at least seven or more yards every time in the first half. And I just kept thinking, why are y'all throwing the ball? Why? Why? But when they threw the ball – they were getting completions. Right. They threw it just enough to convert some third downs. Yeah. yeah. They, they they were getting completions, and then they would get right back to the run game and keep shoveling it right down our throat. Go and watch his touchdown run, Dave, and see if anybody laid a finger on him, by yeah. the way. I mean, there there were plenty of instances where Derrick Henry dragged the yeah, tacklers, yeah. broke not tackles. The, not on that touchdown run, Not on that touchdown. He didn't need to. No. It's just like, it was doo, all, doo, 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 doo. It's all I've never vintage. seen him juke before, but he was juking right. everybody out right into the end zone. It's all vintage Derrick Henry yeah. yesterday, right? Yeah. It's the he can run you over or run by you. That's been the magic of Derrick Henry since he was handed the ball in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And he, yesterday, ran his way to he finished the year second in the league in rushing. On the strength of that game yesterday, right? And it felt like Derrick Henry had a pretty down year by Derrick Henry standards. And in a lot of ways, he did. But he wound up second in the entire NFL in rushing yards on the strength of that game yesterday. He is a fantastic player. Thank goodness it looks like it's done with him being a Tennessee tight. Well, uh, he ran for more yards yesterday than he had in the previous four games combined. Yep. So, he he wasn't. Wow. Crushing the league. This wasn't like, oh, vintage Derrick Henry. Yeah. We just weren't noticing. He ran for 34, for 9, for 88, and for 42 yards in his last four games. Do you think yeah. our guys were like, man, this is his last game. Let, let's help him out a little bit. Let's, I don't think so, let, let, but let's, it's, I let's can't see him go out on a high. We want to see him finish his career here on a, on a good note. Right. Note that this is sarcasm, but it's a sarcasm it. rooted in – uh, our disappointment. Anger. Yeah. <laughs> and, and <laughs> anger and disappointment in what? The, uh, I echo, uh, if it didn't take much to read Evan Ingram's lips on the sideline after that ball bounced off him for yeah. Trevor Lawrence's first interception. Yes. We all were saying that, Evan, <laughs> yesterday. You and everybody else who is Duval till they die. Look, it ended the way it ended. Uh, I. We totally get it. It, it, The only thing I'm going to say today, and I will speak to myself first, right? I'm going to try to remain somewhat calm Mm -hmm. about things because I am heated about things as well. I'm very disappointed. I know I tend to react certain ways sometimes, so I will try to let you all have your say. Let them have their say today. But but let them have their say. I will let them have their say. 
But I will say that there are lines, okay? <laughs> the guy who calls the postgame yesterday and says we should have rode the hot hand of C.J. Beathard for one more week. The hot hand of C.J. Beathard. Yeah, that'll get you a click. It got you like Clicked 160 off. yards. That'll, yeah. right. So okay. you can critique Trevor Lawrence. There's the Lawrence. line right there. Don't you cross can critique it, guys. Trevor Lawrence. If you think that C.J. Beathard is better no. than Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, that's a pretty bright line for me. Uh, and just the, the whole referee thing. I'm sure you can pick out a half dozen plays that you didn't like the call. I'm sure the Titans can as well. Like, for instance, the one on third down where Evan Ingram is up under Sean Murphy Bunting's uh, face mask, yeah. hands to the face, and Bunting gets called for holding on the play, giving the Jags an automatic first down. I guess that was the refs out to get the Jags yesterday in that instance. So, you know, as long as we're – look, you want to fire people? You want to fire Doug Peterson today? Go ahead, fire Doug Peterson today. You want to say how Trevor Lawrence is not worth a big, fat contract extension. That's up to you. Ultimately, he's going to get a big, fat contract extension here in Jacksonville. And quite frankly, Trevor has issues. I will take Trevor at quarterback before I'll take most of the guys on this roster at the position they play. Uh, that's me personally. You're yeah. fair to disagree with. Okay, Josh Allen's the MVP of this team. I don't think we have any question about that. Got to find a way to bring Josh Allen back. I have not studied the draft prospects. <laughs> so if you're asking me which offensive lineman we should draft at 17 overall, I'm not sure yet. Okay, but uh, but it better be an offensive lineman. But but the door is cracked open for that kind of discussion. Mm -hmm. At least maybe if you have got an offensive lineman that you'd like to talk about, uh, we can do that. Maybe not today so much uh, as we're reflecting on the raw end of the season. So. With that said, David Garrard is here. Tony Smith is here. Pockets, good morning. Good morning, Mike. Did I get a Duval out of you? Yeah, you did. I, I dropped a little one. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It I blended did. in with that the other one. That was a good one. one. We didn't yeah. even I hear thought, it. I thought so, because everybody else probably drowned you out on that. I wasn't 100% sure that we got your Duval in there. That's how we're feeling today, right? It, it just It is what it is. Look, I'm not – look, I am going to be back in this team again, and – Come around. I'm going to get excited when they make additions this offseason. I'm not that guy who's just going to be, that's it, I'm done. Well, for one thing, I can't be done. Can't be. I, I can't be. Kind of hard. I choose not to be done, and I get it. Everyone's going to be emotional, or many will be emotional today. I will try not to hold you to it, but let's see what we get. All right, 641-1010 on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines, and we're this is the ultimate reaction Monday, perhaps, barring – you know, making the postseason or winning a postseason game, uh, this is going to be hot and heavy. We'll try to get to as many calls as we can today. Six four one ten ten on the text line as well, designed by Lifetime Enclosures. You can get into the YouTube chat, or you can hit us up on social media at MD underscore ten ten XL at ten ten XL Fat Tony at David Garrard nine and at ten ten XL Denmark. Hold my pocket. All right, here we go. Jags collapse and uh, and. Uh, Fall out of the playoff picture, obviously. Uh, worst collapse in team history from 8-3 and three to where they are right now. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, David Garrard, Dylan Denmark. Your calls we await as uh, we move forward here on Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Not just Monday, David Garrard Monday on 1010XL. Brought to you by your local Napa Auto Care Centers.
All right, Jaguars today, reaction Monday, react to the crushing disappointment of the season collapsing with the five losses in the last six weeks and specifically this week. I don't want to get too bogged down because we got a bunch of callers and we really do want to get as many reactions as we can. But uh, the, the play calling sequence, you get down and it's third and goal at the one and you run the play where it's kind of like a bootleg, rollout, whatever you're going to call it, and the, it looks to me like Luke Farrell and Tank Bigsby are the main receivers in the pattern. That's a head-scratcher. Trevor Lawrence calls his own number mm. on fourth down, decides to go. The play call was a run, a handoff. Trevor decided, you know, I'm going to do the, the leap, and you loved it when he made it last year. So there's just think back to like, hey – if I loved it, that's my quarterback. He's doing it yeah. again, yeah. and it's not always going to work, right? And I will say this about the I, – I did not like – I would have tried to jam it down their throat twice. Yep. Okay? And But if you do that and you don't make it, I think it's fair criticism for people to go, you haven't been able to jam it down anyone's throat all year. You haven't done it all afternoon. What makes you think now it's going to change with the game on the line? You idiots. So I truly believe in that circumstance that the reaction is if it worked, it was brilliant. If it doesn't work, it was stupid. Is overwhelmed, myself included, I'm lumping me in there with the, that reaction. I just think that's how people react. We're talking about the Indy Houston end of game, Tony. Yeah. yeah. Saturday, the play call worked. It's fine. You, the, you can question should you have a guy who hasn't touched a ball all day on the field. But if Minshew throws a better ball or if Goodson just catches it catches because it he has two hands on it, they convert the first down. The play call was there, but the execution was bad. I'm not saying that the play call was great. I'm just saying we're killing Indy and myself included. What do you do? You're going to Tyler Goodson with the game on the line? Well, Tyler Goodson's. they said they practiced it all week long. That was the play. They knew it. And they didn't execute it. So, I, you know, again, it, it's results-oriented. And we Absolutely. can talk about the decision to do it. Was it good or not? Well, if Minshew puts the ball right on him, it probably is a good decision. And we're like, wow, that's a hell of a play call there. I, gutsy. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it, but it worked. Uh, it's the NFL. It's all results-oriented. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, the thought process as to how we got to the play that didn't work doesn't matter. Once the play doesn't work, it's look earlier on the drive where they're running those two plays on third and fourth and goal from the two yard line. They had converted a third and two handing it off to Tank Bigsby. Yep. They had just done it. Just did it. Right. And it's OK. It worked. And then they get into a third and goal from the two. I'm like, they're going to just try it again. Yep. And then you got what they got on those two plays. Now, the entire reaction to it's going to be based on did they score or not? Right, and that's the way that those kind of situations work. They didn't score in the end. The way that the process worked sucked. Okay, so I just want to th say, while I'm watching this game, you do the little bootleg rollout. He throws it away, and I'm thinking, okay, they're not very good on short yardage, but our season is on the line right here. We've got men. They've got men. We like you said. Tank just got the first down on a on a, a short two-yard conversion there. How about we try that again? And then when I saw our quarterback try to do the quarterback sneak on the last play, I'm thinking, why didn't y'all try that on the play before and then try to get 
jam the ball up in there. I think they didn't the do that down. on third down because that play is so dangerous. It's so easy for that ball to just get slapped out of your hand. That's what I thought. Like, I, I get not doing the extend play on third down, but run it up the gut or run it, run your best run play to get one yard. Just to get, even if you just get a little bit closer. So now when he, right, does, when he does try does to extend. And then so, so I was just thinking, okay, he's coming with the shoulder issue and, you know, he had the concussion, so maybe they don't want to call that kind of play. But then they ran the quarterback sneak, and I'm thinking, well, if you were going to do that, then y'all should have. But that's the thing. They weren't going to do that. I Well, now you just told me that, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, gosh. So, as a quarterback, when you want to call your own number and you want to get that quarterback sneak, you got to let the three guys in front of you know that. So, in case somebody is pulling or something on the play? You would think. Right? That he's going you, forward you now. Would think, but you would think that, that the quarterback knows what the blocking scheme is and is it going to be effective enough? And No, you've got to tell them that because your guard will pull right into you and knock you over. All right. Uh, let's get to the lines and, uh, you know, we under, try to keep it to your one or two biggest issues here because uh, we don't have time for everybody to go – their 15 biggest offseason concerns uh, because they're probably shared by a lot of other people. We'll start with Tony in Gainesville on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines. What's up, Tony? Uh, Good morning, man. Thank you uh, for having me call. Um, I'm going to say, because I'm going to keep it short, my two most glaring issues that I saw, man, was for one, Fortnite. The same play that y'all talking about when Trevor stick the ball out of you. Look at that play. He's the first one. As soon as it happened, they knocked him right yep, on his got leg. Got blown up. He got blown up right out, and that killed the play. And then on the and I'm gonna keep it. And like I said, on the defensive side, I don't mind them, bro. I just feel like go get some interior pass rush. And you know, and I just feel like you know, with, with whatever else you do with the secondary and all, I just feel like it'll come together. But my biggest issue was if we had better center play all year long, we have better run play. I didn't have a problem with the pass block, but Luke Fortin is not the answer, and I do not want to hear Doug preaching about how smart he is and how much he's going to get better. We need a center. Okay, thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. Um, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I don't think Luke Fortner played well this year. How does how do you go from your back averaging 5.2 yards a carry last year? And granted, you replaced Juwan Taylor at right tackle, but by all indications, Anton Harrison wasn't the issue no, this year. Fine. So how do you go from that guy averaging 5.2 yards a carry to not even four yards a carry with the basically the same component? Yeah, I think he might have some um, a, a real point here because all year we were saying is he's not playing that well at, at the center spot, and that's where everything starts. So yeah. if you want a good run game, your center can't be in the backfield. I don't care what the play was called for Trevor on that quarterback sneak that he called. Right. There's never if a the time blown where up. your center is in the backfield three yards. Yeah. All right, uh, thank you, Tony. Let's go to Wells on the south side. Wells, what's on your mind? Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Um, I just wanted to say that all the critics in the offseason were right when they said we, we needed a better line on both sides of the ball. And I feel like that really showed yesterday and it showed in the last six games. And that's why we lost five of six. And if you look back at Doug's time in Philly, he had a great line on both sides. That's why they won a Super Bowl. And last thing I want to say, I want to thank you guys for your great coverage throughout the year. Keep it in everything. Uh, keep listening to you guys in the offseason. I look forward to next year. Appreciate it, guys. All right. Thank you, Wells. Uh, you definitely need upgrades, particularly on the offensive line. I mean, the defensive line got it shoved down their throat yesterday, so I'm not saying they're above. The front. Yeah. Like, if I'm looking, though, what's more critical, give me that offensive line 
that can lean on people and can protect your quarterback and can do all those things. Yeah. I mean, that, that's it's, a bigger priority for it's, me. It's, again, one of those, especially the defensive interior. It's not like they haven't tried, right? Like, they just gave Roy Robertson Harris the extension. They extended Devon Hamilton. They signed Foley Fadakasi a couple of years ago. They're trying to improve these areas, and they didn't get improved. Correct, but in particularly the case of Hamilton, Hamilton gets the, the kind of the freak injury, and For he's sure. not. He's a shell of himself the yeah. whole year. You thought he was going to be your best on the interior of the, of the defensive line, and he was not even a factor, no. really, all year long. So that you're right, they do try, but in the end, you know. It's their job to get it right. That's that's what I'm saying. It's the indictment on Balky is clear, right? The decisions that Balky has made are not made to improve the football team. It's I don't think it's because he hasn't tried. And I think way, it's because he has and hasn't done a very good job of it. Roy Robertson Harris to me is not the biggest issue by far here. No, right? no, like, not the biggest I, I issue. Mean, I, I Roy Robertson Harris, I thought was among this group. Like, he'd be the last guy yeah. to, to, for this year to receive the, the biggest criticism. He's part of it. I'm not saying he's absolved because yeah. Derrick Henry's running like he's 23 years old yesterday, so he's a part of it. Uh, so are the linebacking core. By the way, those safeties, if Andre Sisco doesn't have a pick, those safeties might have a negative grade. I mean, I don't know if that's even possible. Yeah. I, I mean, Andre Sisco, by my eyeball test, missed so many tackles yesterday or or just failed to get a hand on it i mean cisco and rayshon both of them uh, just uh, too many times way too many times all right uh let's go to caleb all the way up in uh, washington state caleb you're on jaguars today go ahead yeah so the my gripe with yesterday is that jeffrey simmons is out and you still can't run the ball and you knew you needed to run the ball to protect trevor and if we can't win the line of scrimmage against the Titans, then we don't deserve to go to the playoffs. And the biggest gripe I have besides that is after we fail to sneak on fourth and one, the Titans get the ball at their own one-yard line, yeah. Yeah. and we go offside to, to let them start at the five. Yep. And uh, that was, that was just – they got to fix the line this year, man. I don't care if they get a receiver or not, but you got to fix the interior of that offensive line and the defensive line, and I'll take my comments off the air. All right. Uh, I would agree they don't deserve to <laughs> make the playoffs. Quirky week in the NFL. The they didn't make the yeah. playoffs. Quirky week in the NFL. I think I saw five situations where a team had downed a team down to the one-yard line, the opponent's one-yard line. Every situation I saw in that the NFL this weekend, the, before the first snap of the series, they got an offside. Every one of them. That, that, that's their problem. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not then, saying that it, it, it lifts any of the blame for Hamilton right. jumping offside. That's not what I'm that's, saying. That's the number one thing you do when you're on the one-yard line is to hard count. How far does the offense back up? Two inches? They don't care. Right. Yeah. They want to get that five yards, so that's right. what every team In fact, they should tell do. their linemen to, like, flinch. Like, honestly, because if they call you, what's the penalty? If they don't, if they they don't catch it, yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. If they don't catch it, then <laughs> yes, exactly. you, know, you get away with it. All right, uh, let's continue on here. <laughs> 6 4 one, 10, 10 on the all roofing phone lines. Chris on the north side, you're up next. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. I wanted to let y'all know uh, this is the first time I'm calling on your show, but I've always listened at you boys. And as a matter of fact, my boss at my job be getting sick and tired. He always be telling me to get off the radio. Hey, tell your, <laughs> but, um, boss, tell your boss to give you a raise, Chris. All right? <laughs> exactly. Hey, but I just wanted to um, 
make a comment. Hey, uh, everything's going to be all right, man. Everything's going to be all right with the Jags. Um, yeah, they have some things I know they're going to have to correct. Trevor Lawrence is going to get an extension, but I think I wouldn't do it this uh, coming to, uh, season. I think I'll wait to after that, but he's going to be all right. I think if we just fix the line and um, maybe just get one or two more better players, man, everything's going to be fine. If we're going to be going to year three and Doug Peterson's system, everybody be more acclimated to it. We'll be cool. We'll, we'll, everything will be straight. All right, and I Chris, take my comments up there. Mr. Positivity right there. Look, I know there are Jack fans out there like that, and that's fine. Look, I don't – I think a lot of people, and I see it, and some of them, I'm sure, mean it, but I see a lot of people go, I say I'm done with this team. The, oh, really? So, a nine-win season, that's your breaking point for this. Yeah. Day. I get the collapse is, is the, the, the thing that they're focused on, but I'm done with this team, never spend another dollar, and that's your prerogative. I'm not telling you to spend your dollars any particular way – but I think a lot of those people are acting out of raw emotion yeah. and will eventually come around. So they hear someone like Chris, they're like, hey, blah, blah, blah. You're, just, you're never going to get better. I will say this to Chris's point. You know, you can't just snap your fingers and fix that offensive line. And as you do that, where are you springing leaks? How many other spots are you springing leaks in? Because, you know, you think, okay, we'll, we'll come back. This is kind of what they did last year. Well, we got this. This worked. This is all good. Mm-hmm. It'll be just as good. When we move forward next year. So yeah. we'll just add a couple of pieces. Or we'll be forward thinking. You know, yeah. down the line, we're going to need Brenton Strange. Maybe in a few years, Tank Bigsby. I don't know what they're thinking because yeah. they got nothing for the most part out of anybody with rare exceptions. Little Antonio Johnson here. You know, occasionally Brenton Strange. Talk about, oh, what a great game he had blocking somebody. But outside of the first round, where, where was the draft class impact? Yeah, he did have that holding call, too. I want to make a point that. about the quarterback. I feel like I saw that I could tell his shoulder was bothering him. But I also could tell that missing a lot of practice time here at the end of the season because of all the injuries, mm-hmm. he lost a lot of his fundamentals. There were a lot of, lot of throws. I mean, just think about those inaccurate throws. He had some sailors. They yeah. weren't on the receivers. I don't care what you say. The receiver could not have been off that far three or four different times. And there were a few times where he was just trying to sling the ball in there. Feet, he he had no thoughts about where his feet were and how to get the ball there accurately. It was just, this guy is open right now. Let me sling it in there. And it doesn't work like that. So I think he has to continue to work on his fundamentals, especially I think we had that issue before. As he gets late into the season, you can't just think they're always going to stay there with you. You've got to work on that every day in practice. And when you're missing practice, it's a big, you know, fault. All right. six four one ten ten. Lines stay loaded. We'll get right back to you coming up in just a moment. David Garrard is in. Tony Smith, Dylan Denmark, Mike Dempsey. <sighs> on a reaction Monday to the Jags' epic collapse. What else can you say about it? Uh, missing the playoffs after starting eight and three, and positioning themselves for potentially the top seed in the conference to not even being in the playoff picture. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. David Garrard on Jaguars Today is brought to you by your local Napa Auto Care Centers on 1010XL. All right, a very disappointing Monday, disappointing conclusion, and that's an understatement to the Jaguars' season. Uh, what changes will come? We'll have to wait to find out. I, I don't think we're going to hear about a big wave of firings. That's my opinion. No. If they come, 
I'm I'm ready to shake it up. Let's shake it up yeah. if we have to. I will say this for those who are questioning whether Doug Peterson's the guy. I'm not in that camp. Nope. I, I mean, look, guy took over the Urban Meyer mess and has won nine games each of the last two years, yeah. and the Jags haven't done that in a long time. And I get it. He's responsible. He's ultimately responsible for everything that happens underneath him. But I mean, we've been down this road how many times? How do how do you know the next guy won't be another Mike Malarkey or another what you know? At least we know this guy has a track record of getting teams to the postseason. He has won a Super Bowl. He did it head to head against Belichick. He did it with a backup quarterback. And granted, yeah, did he have a great offensive line? Sure. You got to have some great players to win a Super Bowl, right? So I, I'm not at all like to me. If you're checking boxes, Doug Peterson, trouble, no trouble. I'm in no trouble. That's me personally. Mm-hmm. Others may disagree with that. Well, I think back to back nine win seasons for a coach that's won a Super Bowl in the league. Yeah, I'm not seriously thinking about Doug Peterson not being the head coach. I do question why his level of commitment to Press Taylor is whatever it is. Right, because I don't expect anything to change. I really don't. I think Press Taylor is going to be the offensive coordinator. I think Caldwell is going to be the defensive coordinator. I think Balky is going to be the GM, and Peterson's going to be the coach. That's what I think is going to happen. I don't think that is what should happen. Right? I think with the way things happen down the stretch this season, they ought to make some kind of change. I think Press Taylor is a likely candidate for being top of my list for things that should change in here and Doug call the offense you're an offensive coach call the offense and figure out what you're going to do with the offensive coordinator position I don't think it's going to happen yeah. I think press will be calling plays again next and quite year. honestly if Doug does take the play calling back I, I don't even know does it really even matter who the offensive coordinator is if Not Doug's a play call no. you know what I mean yeah. because all he's doing is kind of instituting what Doug wants him to institute, and then Doug's going to decide which of the plays are the most effective so I mean you could change if you're going to change your offensive coordinator but not give the new guy play calling duties. I don't even know why you're, you know, like I, yeah. I'm, I'm for Doug Peterson being the guy with the play sheet in his hand on Sunday. So yesterday's game, what makes you guys say press Taylor did a bad job? Uh, what makes me say specifically about yesterday? Yeah. Like, are you saying, man, if Doug Peterson had been calling the plays, we would have looked uh, way better. That's I think it's a fair question. I think the one that, that gets me is the sequence on third and one yeah you know I just I don't I don't see that as being a big issue because I see the plays out there to be made I mean your quarterback throws an interception in a situation where you're like who was he throwing it to the receiver sat down and your ball was five yards down the field it's not like you thought oh well he should have been at 15 yards and not 10 yards why is he sitting down at 10 yards I'm still throwing it to 15 yards it that has nothing to do with the uh play call the play calls are called the players have to go out and make the plays he has an open receiver screaming down the field Calvin Ridley is screaming down the field and he misses him that's not a bad play call that was a great play call so I'm not putting a lot of blame on Press Taylor and I understand we are trying to find blame for a lot of people but our quarterback was not at his best in these last five or six games he was not at his best at all and that there is something to that I don't know if it was the injuries adding up I'm sure a lot of it was the offensive line not being able to protect for a bunch of those games I didn't see yesterday the offensive line not giving him enough time 
I thought he had decent amount of time yesterday. He was just off. Like, he was just missing too many guys. And I've, I've said this a few times. I'm still waiting for him to take that step to where we're not worried about him. Like, when Joe Burrow is out there playing, we're not thinking, oh, is he going to give us one of those drives where he just screws everything up? No, we're thinking he is going to make the plays. He is going to find his guys. That is where we need Trevor to get to. That's fair. Uh, 6 4 one, 10, 10. Let's get back out to the All-Pro Roofing phone line. Steven St. Augustine next up. Hello, Steve. Hello. How you guys doing? David, you just stole my thunder. Bro. Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> but but I do want to say I lived in Greenville when you played at ECU. Hey. And I really enjoyed watching you play, play Love there it. and here at the deck. But anyway, um, yeah, look, my concern is the quarterback. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, he was 0-5 in his last five starts. And one of the biggest reasons we were 0-5 is he turned the ball over 10 times in four games. I'm not a smart man, but I know that, uh, you know, more than two, two times a game, the quarterback is handing the ball to the other team, okay? And, and he has yet to reach the level of Brunel. And, David, he is not, he is yet to reach the level that you played uh, when you had some great seasons here at the Jags. He's not reached that level. Okay, he does not make. He, he, he does not have the knack of making a play in crucial situations when you really need it done. Okay, look look at uh, Josh Allen last night. Yeah, he turns the ball over twice, but when they really needed it done, what did he do? Trevor has never done that. In my opinion, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I think we have a, a Ryan Tannehill. No better, no worse. He, I, I think we have just the guy. Okay, appreciate it, Steve. Um, I, I'm guessing he didn't watch the – come back from 27 nothing down last year um to say trevor's never yeah. done it i think is but he did it over and over last year a little extreme yeah. um the the baltimore game last yeah. year dallas. the dallas game I, last I've definitely year given him a few games where i'm like okay he put the game on his shoulders and he went out there and took it and he was he was having those kind of moments this year mm-hmm. they won seven in a row he was heating up yeah and then he had three injuries and back yeah. to back seven to back weeks. and that's like why i said i think maybe the injury started to right. catch up to him and the offensive line play started catching it's up hard to see any of that when they've lost five or six and, yeah. and nobody is sitting here saying trevor doesn't need to be better no right no. nobody Not is saying that but i i think like people Go to extremes like it's all or nothing, no. right? Yes, he can improve, but I, I mean, I'm not looking for a new quarterback. I haven't lost faith in him. I just want to see him yeah. play better yeah. over a consistent amount of time, not just here and there. And his off the ETN is balling, so that's why we're, the defense is taking a lot of turnovers, and that's why we're. I just want to see. I want to know that he is the guy, and we can always count on him. Even when he doesn't come through, that's okay. We're not saying you're going to be perfect, but you have to be the guy the majority of the time. Right. You know? Right. All right. And, and I'll say that in, in terms of yesterday, and again, I'm not absolving. He didn't play great, but he completed two-thirds of his passes. Yeah. Right? His, the one interception is clearly on Evan Ingram. Absolutely. I mean, I mean it's not – it hit him. It should have been a first down. Yeah. It was right there. And the other interception, they didn't give up any points off of it. Mm-hmm. In fact – they got points late in the half when you didn't expect – you thought, oh, my gosh, we went from maybe we're going to have a drive where we can cut this deficit to they're going to score and make it a three-score game. And instead, the defense stepped up, and they had the miscue on the punt snap, and the Jags got three points out of it. Again, I'm not saying that was because of Trevor Long. I'm just saying, like, 
in terms of what cost them to lose yesterday, to me, run defense is number yes. one, number two, number three. Defense for me yesterday was what the H-E double hockey sticks happened. Now, to be fair, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence's last three games before that were all below 59% completion yeah, percentage, yeah, right? Yeah. So, again, I'm not sitting here going, look at this perfect guy. Why yeah. can't the rest of the team come up to his level? He definitely looked like he was hurting us in those games when he, where he was just struggling. I mean, when you're running with the ball and you just cough it and up just when nobody it. touches you, to- I mean. Totally on him. Uh, that is definitely on you. Totally on him. Uh, let's go to Colin on the south side next on Jaguars today. Good morning, Colin. Morning, guys. Yeah, I just. I'm trying not to overreact, and I I just want to echo on the whole Doug Peterson thing and and the camp that wants to just get rid of him. But I think that I'm going to be very disappointed going into the 24 season if Press Taylor is still our offensive coordinator. I think Doug Peterson needs to take control of the offense and call the plays. When you look at his offensive coordinator career when he was with Kansas City he left there at 11 and 5 I think um you know 13 and 3 second season as the Eagles coach then 9 and 7 9 and 7 4 and 11 so my biggest fear is that it's going to be somewhat of a repeat of that and it seems that a lot of the common themes from yesterday's game were the same exact headlines in Philadelphia the years after the Super Bowl win. So I'm a little conflicted. I don't want to overreact, but I think Shad Khan needs to really just admit that he made some mistakes and that he's going to have to come at this with a whole aggressive new approach. So, so well, let me, let me just ask you, Kyle, what, what, like, Shad Khan is not going to make any changes to the staff unless he fires the head guy. So other than Doug Peterson or Trent Baalke, what changes would you advocate Shad Khan to make? I think Press Taylor needs to go. That, I would, that's not I a Shad Khan decision, though. No owner should be meddling with the, a head coach's coaching staff and deciding. No, of right. course. And I think okay. that's, where Peter, and that's where Peterson needs to come in okay. and, and make that known. That's what I'm saying. He needs to come in and take control of the offense and, and go back to playing the calls. That's just my opinion. No, no, you're fine. That's fine. That Go ahead. I, I just fear that yesterday's game is a glimpse into the 2024 season and that by the end of the 24 season, it's going to be fire Doug Peterson. And, and that's just my biggest fear right now is Jackson. All but, right. Appreciate it. I mean, it may be if it, if it, they have another epic collapse or disappointment or whatever the case. Um, Shad Khan stuck with. Gus Bradley yep. for yeah. years and when he had the second one. worst yeah. record as a head coach in the history of the league for any coach who's coached 50 or more games. Doug Peterson's not even in his neighborhood in yeah. terms of, uh, you know, ineffectiveness. I, my, when I use, look, when I hear Shad Khan needs to shake things up, there's only two things Shad can do, in my opinion, uh, as a reasonable owner. That's GM, head coach. That's it. And if you're going to stay with that head coach, you got to live with that head coach's decision on the staff. Now, if you want to say Doug Peterson needs to shake it up, that's fine. Or if you want to say that Shad needs to get rid of Doug, that's your prerogative. Uh, I think a lot of people would like to move on from Trent Baalke. Um, but if he doesn't do it, in the end, 
I mean, can he have a conversation with the head coach and say, hey, what are you thinking about your sure coordinators, he can. that kind sure of stuff? Sure he can. But if, if Doug goes, like, uh, I'm keeping so-and-so, and Shad goes, you're not – Shad's not a football guy. No, I don't, I don't, no, no. I don't want to trust I would think it would just be a conversation, hey, you know, what, what is your future plans? Absolutely. What are you thinking? That kind of stuff. Absolutely. I, I would hope that those things happen every year yeah. with every organization, but maybe not. Uh, all right, thank you, Colin. Let's go to uh, Ted in Fleming Island uh, before we hit the break. Ted, you're on Jaguars today. Go ahead. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Hey, first thing, I think Balky definitely needs to go. The draft classes have been absolutely horrible. And then I wanted to ask David, you go back to the first Texans game, going into the half, you complete the big play, and you don't get the three points where you could have came out the second half, potentially made it a six-point game or a ten-point game. Then you have this game, eight minutes left to go in the third quarter, and you don't kick the field goal and get the point. And if you get another field goal, it's a two-point game. You get the ball back at the end with a minute something to go. Now you feel like the pressure's kind of relieved off of you, and all you have to do is go get in field goal range. So the question to David is, is when you don't convert and you don't get them points, is it demoralizing to the quarterback's confidence and just constantly putting the quarterback in the team in stressful situations? Yeah, I, I do think it gets deflating. You know, I think you're moving the ball, getting the team in scoring position, and then you're not getting any points out of it, it is definitely deflating. You know, getting down into their side and throwing an interception super deflating, you know, so you always want to get points. And I was saying to myself at the end of the third quarter, we got to get some points here. We got to get some points. And then it carried into the fourth quarter. And I was like, uh. but we got points. And so I was, you know, pretty happy about that. But you always want to get down there. If you're ever in scoring position, you want to come away with some points. I know we've talked about it all year, how aggressive uh, Doug is going to be, which I'm cool with that, too. But there's just certain situations in the games that you got to be able to read it and say, we just got to get three here. We just got to get some points on the board. I think the one where they went on fourth and seven speaks to their degree of confidence in Brandon McManus, quite frankly, right? I mean, you can go, you can try to kick the field goal. How confident are you that he's going to make that field goal? I think yeah. that's a big factor in it. And I would say this too like most quarterbacks, Dave, I see all the, they're always at, lead the offense on the field. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So are you, are you, if you leave them on the field and they don't convert, is that more damaging to their psyche rather than saying, no, nah, no, nah, we don't think you can get this. Let's bring out but, the kicker. Yeah, sometimes as <laughs> – not sometimes. A lot of times as players, you want to stay out there and prove that you can get it, and then you don't get it, and you're like, oh, shoot, we didn't get it. So sometimes the coach has to take that from you mm -hmm. and say, no, come on off. We're going to get these three, and we're going to cut that you know, lead down some. And then that makes you – it does help you feel a lot better. You never think – coach doesn't have faith in us it's fourth and seven so if you throw right. a four yard route and he gets tackled you completed it but you didn't get yeah. it you know so you gotta help the players out sometimes because they always want to try to go for it all right uh we'll take a time out here if you're on the line if you show a little patience we will get to you in hour number two coming up at 641-1010 on a reaction monday this is jaguars today on 1010xl 92.5 fm our QB. It's a David Garrard Monday on 1010XL. Brought to you by your local Napa Auto Care Centers. All right, we'll either get through it together or we won't get through it. 
Jags crushing disappointment of losing five of their last six and falling out of playoff contention in the final week of the season after starting eight and three with all kinds of high expectations. Your reaction, welcome at 641-1010 on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines. We'll go to Matt and Callahan next up here on Jaguars today. Good morning, Matt. Hey, good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? We're all right, Matt. What's going on? Oh, nothing. Just the, uh, you know, grumbling the same grumbles. It's frustrating to know that you can come out there and you know Tennessee's going to punch you in the face. You know Derek's going to try to have a big game after you shut him completely down the last time you saw him. And the fact that we come out there as soft as I've ever seen them play and literally just get dominated by a team that wasn't better than them if you want to look at it on paper. And it's kind of frustrating, especially when you lose five or six, and the only win we have wasn't with our golden boy quarterback. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought he might have learned something getting to sit out last week. I've been saying sit him out when he's hurt. Pay attention. Study a little bit when you're watching from the sideline. But he went back to the same stuff. One read guy, like Arden Key said. He's making that first throw. He's not going through his read. He's quick to just hit the panic button. So I don't know. It's frustrating. We got a long way until we get to talk about this for real again. So uh, anyway, I enjoy listening to y'all every day. I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Uh, DG, appreciate you. Yes, and, sir. Uh, y'all have yourself a good day and take your comments off the air. All right, thank you, Matt. Um, I mean, like, I think any quarterback in the National Football League quarterbacking the Jags last week wins that game. Your defense doesn't allow any points. Yeah. And Carolina can't move yeah. the ball yeah. on you. A yeah. field goal might win the game. Yeah. I think any quarterback in the league gets it right. done. Any quarterback. So, so I'm not oh, wow. CJ did, did go 1-0. and oh. Like, no. understand the circumstance. Like, hey, if the Jags' defense didn't allow any points yesterday, we would have won that game too. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, um, I didn't get the sense that Trevor was panicking. In this game no. yesterday, I thought he made some bad throws. Just thought he was off. Yeah, sometimes. I, but I never like. And Josh Allen got to play a game with the mistakes he was making last night, where he needed to score seventeen to win, right? Against a really good Miami offense, they needed seventeen points to win. Jacksonville gave up the most points on the year to the Tennessee Titans. Couldn't stop Derrick Henry at all. I'm not saying that there are no issues for Trevor Lawrence in the offense in that game yesterday. The defense was a much more glaring problem yep. in that football game yesterday. They couldn't stop Derrick Henry any better than that was pathetic. But hear us when we are acknowledging Trevor's level of play this year and getting it done if you no. want to be a championship caliber team. No. Yeah. He's got to take a bigger step yep. And it makes it, I'm okay if they wait till after next season to really talk about the contract. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I'm cool with letting him play out year four. We'll see what happens. We still have the fifth year option. We can franchise tag him yeah. after that, right? Like I'm fine playing towards that direction at this point based on what we saw this year. It doesn't mean that I don't still think at some point Trevor Lawrence is going to get a long-term deal in Jacksonville. Right. I think that's the eventual outcome of this entire thing. I'm fine if it doesn't happen this offseason. See, now, and I, I, I agree with you. I hear the guys on the drill talking about this this morning, and they're saying, hey, you know, look, if you had signed Josh Allen last year to that massive extension, you might have saved some money. All right, but if you had done that, you would have been saying, well, wait a minute. What has Josh Allen done to show us he's worthy yeah. of being a top-of-the-market guy? He's been good. He hasn't been top-of-the-market good. Nope. Now he has been. Yeah. So you wait, and why didn't – well, we had the fifth-year option. We played it out with him, and now it's probably going to cost you more on a per-year basis to retain Josh Allen than it would have. So there, there are gambles to it. 
I'm pretty confident, like Tony said, they're eventually going to be giving Trevor Lawrence that contract, and it's not going to be that Daniel Jones contract. Mm-hmm. It's going to be top of the market, fifty million. It may yeah. not be the top top of the market, but it's going to be up there, yeah. pushing that tax bracket. So, you know, part of that that calculation is well, if we wait and do it now, what is our salary cap situation going to look like if we do it, you know, or if we wait and do it a year from now or whatever? I, I'm 100% with you. If they want to wait a year and that's the direction they go, fine. I'm not going to get caught up in the actual dollar figure because no. quarterbacks get overpaid in this league. Mm-hmm. I, I, per, me personally, maybe others feel differently. I don't, I'm not looking for the next quarterback for the Jags. I think Trevor Lawrence still has all the promise to be everything they need him to be and has flashed out at times. At times, he's had stretches where he's done it consistently, has, hasn't done it enough. For sure, yeah. and he needs to continue to get better. There's no question about it. But if you remember how long it, it takes to find a good quarterback, oh, yeah. and you put all your your chips in the middle of the table on Blake Bortles or whomever, and it's like, man, do you really want to go down that road again? And I and it, so it's difficult. Yeah. On the one hand, you say it ain't worth Burrow money. Maybe he's not, but. At the same time, do you want to be that team that's searching for their next quarterback as well? So maybe you do, and if you do, that's fine, and we can have that conversation then. So but you're saying you you would potentially pay him a little sooner than he's actually showing you. Okay, he should be being paid top I, dollar I think because I, you could save a little money as opposed to when he is now playing a year and a half from now like a baller, and you're like, well, shoot, might cost me another fifteen million a year. I gotcha. don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not saying. That that's a hard and fast hurdle. I'm not drawing a line saying yeah. this is how it has to be. I'm just saying this is what you've got to consider as a front office in yeah. part. Yeah. Like, w- what is the likelihood that you're not going to sign Trevor Lawrence to a long-term extension or not want to? I think right. it's minuscule. Like, and it can work either way. It's not like Lamar Jackson isn't playing at an MVP level for Baltimore this year after going through the six years. Right? right? Like, it's they still got their guy. He's yeah. their guy, right? Like, in the end, it worked out for everybody involved. With Lamar Jackson, right now, given what we saw in year three, it makes sense if they want to wait one I, more year I and think, say, show me. I think it. you should absolutely wait at this time. You've got to get more. You can't come off a season like this and be like, okay, now here's, here's 50 a big, million a yeah, year. No, that's, you just can't do that. It's just I wouldn't want him to do it because I would want the player to feel like, oh, well, now what's the There's moment? no question about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like now – Come after a season where you 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 did very well most of the season and we're in the playoffs and everybody's feeling good because nobody's going to question the contract at that time. If you gave him something this offseason, there's a lot of people that's going to be like, what the heck are we doing? Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get Taylor on the south side next up. Hello, Taylor. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. What's up? Uh, so not to be the dead horse, because I know a couple callers called in earlier, but I got two quick things. To me, I don't want a locker room cancer inside the locker room, and you don't want somebody who throws their controller. But it just seems like nobody on the team has emotion. You don't see anybody pissed off doing a players-only meeting on the sideline, trying to hold each other accountable. Uh, that's kind of my one big gripe. And then my other one, it just it's, it pressed Taylor. I want to see Doug Peterson kind of hold his feet to the fire or make a change. You know, the, the play calling this year has just been terrible. The bubble screens to the sideline, 
you know, we go for it on fourth down. That Trevor throws to Zay Jones, and it's a three-yard pass. Like, you shouldn't even be looking at that guy. He's not even past the first down. You know, it just, I don't know. My The frustration to me is the play calling. But I'll take your guys' uh, answers off the air. Appreciate I appreciate it. it. I, I doubt Zay was the primary receiver he on that play, right? So, you, when you get to clock's ticking, clock's ticking, okay, you got to find somebody. I, I throw it to a guy who's open. Maybe he can make a play above. You know, I, like it was like we all. Oh, really? Fourth and seven. You're gonna throw three or four yards like with guys in position to tackle him. Yeah. Uh, I almost feel like I know that play, Dave. It's better to throw it to whoever is the deepest receiver, even if he's covered, because maybe you get a penalty yeah. or maybe he outfights the guy for and the football. Makes a play. But I think you guys as quarterbacks are looking for. Well, I know I can complete this play. And I'm going to give him a chance to make it. Sometimes it's not natural to just take a chance yeah. like when you're not in the flow of the of the play, even in the game. So you're going through your reads and you're trying to get it to the person that is more open. And sometimes it's that guy. He completed it. The guy is right there draped all over him. There was a situation later in the game on that last drive where he hits um, Evan Ingram for like a one-yard gain. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, no. Just sail it over his head. That's not going to help you, him catching it at the sideline, trying to fight to get out of bounds, and your time is running off right. the clock. So, you know, but that's just a quarterback continuing to grow and learn how to play. By the way, if Doug Peterson doesn't want the, – the, Press Taylor, I believe, is implementing the philosophy. Now, the play calling, the, what play you call yeah. is up to the play caller, but the philosophy of going for it on fourth down – Doug Peterson. That is Doug, Doug Peterson. That's Doug. I mean, one hundred. Doug. Doug. Press is insane. No, no. Doug, keep them on the field. Right. We're going. We're going, going for right? it. I'm Dan Campbell. I'm going to yeah. go for it regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, yeah. Right. He's not overruling Doug. Like if Doug doesn't want to go for yeah. it on fourth and seven, they're not going for and it. And they have and their fourth down plays. Usually, it's not fourth and seven. Mm. But so he's calling like a third and seven type play in that situation. But they've. Repped him. Doug has approved all of them. He he's in the meetings with press. He's going through the stuff with the quarterbacks. That's he was a quarterback, so he's generally going to be in the quarterback room most of the time. We know where Doug stands. Hey, Doug talks about players overplay. Like the play, absolutely. That's why I don't get as been out of shape over press. Like you, there's guys out there make plays, but ultimately, you know, one of the reasons that. Doug fell out of favor in Philadelphia was he was seen as too loyal to his staff. That, mm -hmm. you know, so I think it's fair game to question. It's all fair game to yeah, question. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as long as we do it in a mostly respectful manner, you know, I mean, I, I put it this way. I don't think anybody here suggests that Doug Peterson doesn't want to win. Did he mm -hmm. do a good enough job this year to get it done? No, because mm -hmm. they missed – they were the clear favorite in the division. It's one thing. You can be a team – where a nine and eight season is a hell of a season. Yeah, that wasn't this team. No. Wasn't supposed to be this team this year. Uh, based on where they finished last year, it's your choice collectively. What pieces you add to the mix, what philosophical changes or non changes you're going to make, and all these things. So uh, th this team uh, should have won double digit games in its sleep this year, honestly. But unfortunately, maybe not because it seemed like too often they played. Asleep. Yeah, well, if you think about it, even earlier in the season, how many times did we come in here and say, man, we beat a team by like 25 points, but we're critiquing a lot. We're, we're constantly critiquing after each one of these wins. Like, we just put up 34 points, but we're in hit. You know, it feels like we're still critiquing a lot more. Now, the win helped make everything feel right. a lot better, but 
there was still a lot of criticism going there on. There can be that, but like like in the end, man, like Tony pointing out the Buffalo game last night, was it pretty for the Bills? No. No. Are no. they division champs? Yeah. And guess what? They realize next week that game has no bearing mm-hmm. on what they do next week unless they let it, right? And so – Found a way to win, move on to the next one. Maybe that's the part of the answer. We just need to value a win by any means. Yeah, we stopped finding ways to win. Oh, for sure. We found plenty of ways to, to do lose. the other thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, six four one ten ten. Uh, stay on there. We'll keep getting your reaction to uh, the Jaguars' season-ending loss and the season that was 28-20 to at the hands of the hated Tennessee Titans. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Jaguars today on 1010XL with David Garrard. Brought to you by your local Napa Auto Care Centers. Is that us, Pockets? Are we back? Are we back? Really looking forward to the opportunity. All right, here we go. Reaction Monday. Let's jump right back into these calls because folks have been hanging on. We'll try to be a little uh, quicker getting through them here at 641-1010 on the All Pro Roofing phone lines. Everyone's done a Pretty reasonable job, yeah. and like people are upset, we get it. Yep, and you have every right to feel however you feel about things, and everyone's handling like you're making your points, but I not feel like we need over a fan to like flip a table or something. Well, that that's usually what they say about like the coaching. That's staff what I'm saying. I need to know you care. Yeah, right. I need to flip a table, table. Maybe break their iPad, 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 iPad. Yeah, at least like I, if not, I don't have a iPod. video of you Hopefully smashing you your iPod, your. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, is that is that not a thing anymore? Negative. Shouldn't Says the be. old man. Shouldn't be. I don't know. I never had one. Your iPod's on the iPhone now. I never had yes. one. I do it's walk some around. Music I need yeah. a I need some Bluetooth uh headphones if anyone wants to get me a gift. Mm. Uh because like the normal little earbud thing they with the, with the wire doesn't fit into my phone. So I don't well, know. They have an adapter for it. Yeah, they might, but it's like that tiny yeah. that it's tiny time, little hole it's time on the bottom. For there. Bluetooth. Headset. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. I'm sure it is. Yeah. But uh, you know, or I could just carry the phone in my hand. Don't, as I, don't do that. Don't as be I, the music playing. Oh, I'm that guy. I, I, I totally. I don't care. What do I care? I you grew want, up with a boombox. I want the neighbors to know what I that I have good taste in music. Right? As I'm listening to the Crystal Blue Persuasion yesterday, uh, or two days ago, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know Crystal Blue Persuasion? Oh yeah. Come on! I've now. never heard all those words put together. Oh, like you that have, before. you've heard that song. <laughs> Shut up! All right, <laughs> yeah, like you're so young over there. I've never heard of that. All right, that's fine. Band or it's not a band. It's Tommy song. James and the Shondells is what it is. But it, you would not. You keep putting more words. Yeah, together. I know. I know that. I'm not helping my case. Uh, let's go to Kirk in Clarksville, Tennessee, uh, who told us he was going to be in Jacksonville as the Jags were in Tennessee, I believe. Uh, Kirk, what's up? Indeed, and I'm on my way back to Tennessee now. Listen, crystal blue persuasion. Man, he still hasn't heard it. He still hasn't heard it. All right, what can we do for you, Kirk? Okay, so I've been listening to all the comments this morning, and some from the drill, and I would like, I would, I would love to make a montage of it, but I can't because I'm dry. But anyway, I'm gonna try. Okay. I don't know who it was, Hickens or whatever, said that, that they're, uh, they didn't give a rat a double about whether they're going to be a ticket holder anymore or any of that stuff. It was very funny stuff. And then all of this stuff that we've had with how they're, everybody's evaluating what's going on. You stole my thunder, David, and you stole my thunder, uh, Mike, because 
I was going to go into that thing about uh, Press Taylor and 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 uh, Doug and in Philadelphia, but you took it. That's okay. It's all good. All I got to say is give that man a hot dog. We'll be back next all right. Year. Thank thank you, Kirk. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Stephen Melbourne. Uh, Steve, you're on Jaguars today. Go ahead. Oh, what a day. Um, I agree with Dave in a way. Uh, you know, it's more of guys need to make plays and everything. But I do have a, a bit of a gripe with uh, Press about his situational play calling. I mean, you know, you're doing the rollout on the goal line, which apparently if you watch tape, unless he's running it in himself, that's uh, Trevor's, it's been his Achilles heel. And uh, also, it also seemed like he wasn't on his best game. Uh, I saw a couple shoulder shrugs, like something's bothering him. And you took and the run game that he's normally good at, where he will take it himself, is kind of taken away because he's. I'm not going to say afraid, but he doesn't want to get hurt even more. And you take that away, takes a big portion of the game away. And I, I also agree, Balky should be gone because apparently his big thing is drafting in the trenches, and we got nothing. And my last and final thing, uh, Dave, you play quarterback. He's, he's trying to do the jump over the pile. He should know the blocking scheme. Because you see, besides Fortner just whipping on it, you see Cher and you see Cleveland blocking their guys to the right, blocking them right into you, jumping over the pile, which I, I question uh, Trevor's judgment calls at, now, uh, at points during games. And I'll take your comments off. All right. Thanks, Steve. Uh, certainly, he questioned his own judgment. Yeah. Say, if you're going to do that, you got to make it. You have you to make have it. You have to. You, you know? got to be right. Here's the thing. When when it worked last year, it was like, oh, legend. Right? I mean, so if it works, then great. Exactly. But that that's that's it, right? So yeah. if, if, then if you're not going to fault him for trying it when it works, like, I get it. I, it was it was terrible, and I, I don't disagree. If the blocking is not set up for it, if the guy, you know, so that's the it, thing. it seems like a bad decision. That's my only problem with that play is if he didn't alert his center and two guards then how are you trying to run a sneak with somebody pulling mm -hmm. or anything like right. that because so when I played we it was a, a, a sneak so sneaker so I could say Nike and I would just say it real quietly just to my guys I just need those three Adidas <laughs> or Adidas but <laughs> Nike came off the tongue a little easier Feel Nike 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 and then I wouldn't even say set hut it was just me goosing my center, him giving me the ball, and they knew to take off because it was just us three. But if I don't tell them and I just take it and try to jump over them, the blocking scheme yeah. isn't helping me I understand. for that situation. So that's my only problem if he didn't alert those guys. Sounds right. like we need to practice QB sneaks. Uh, you know what i get out there, Tony? I'd be like, pro-kid, pro-kid. Dave would be like, I don't understand, old man. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about, pro-kid. You know, that's funny you say that. My wife said, they're in the shotgun so much nowadays, they don't even know how to do that. They don't even have the good feel of being under center and being able to run a good QB sneak. They are. They are. We, Every team, especially even ours, we're in a shotgun so that this is me yeah. being the old man right now. You watch the league, man. Third and fourth and one, it's from the shotgun so They're much. on the goal line, yeah. and they're in the shotgun. College, they're in the shotgun with victory formation. Let's make victory formation even harder by having the ball travel <laughs> through the air, and I got to catch it. That's I'm, okay. mm, Same in high school, too. Or we could just call victory way. formation and hand it off and – 
Score a touchdown. <laughs> we could do that. That'd be a good try. Maybe we should have tried that. Maybe hey, we like, should have. Hey, hey we guys, think, are we ahead? We're Victory done. Formation. Yeah. You know what? You guys played great today. <laughs> <laughs> D-line, don't even try. We're, Congratulations. Look, look at us. We're in victory formation. You know the rules of victory formation. Uh, you don't get to rush. No hitting us. <laughs> Let's go to Kevin in Savannah next on Jaguars we today. Might be on to something, guys. Kevin, good morning. Good morning. Uh, before I get to my point, I have a quick question for David. Um, does there have to be a snap count in the NFL? I mean, I played center in high school, and we would talk to the – I'd talk to the quarterback and say, look, when we see this look, when you get under me, I'm going to snap it. We're going to go. And can they do that in the NFL? Because I don't ever see that where it's just really the two people taking off. Unfortunately, they can't because they're in a shotgun. <laughs> but, yes, well, yes, you can do that in theory. You, sure. you should be able to do that. But they're just under center so few times nowadays that they don't have that, you know, chemistry anymore. I can't. To my point, right, I'd like to respectfully disagree with David on the uh, – offensive coordinator not being the problem. I mean, things that we do that other teams don't do with the consistency we do, we have so many delay games. We're we, we checking each other with the lineup. They're having trouble lining up all the time. We can't execute a screen pass. Um, we, we blame the receiver or the quarterback on so many incomplete passes that somebody ran the wrong route or Trevor made a bad throw. We hear that all the time. Uh, we have false starts. We throw, like you were talking about before, short on first down, uh, going for first um, short, you know, short yardage on first down. We always complete a shorter pass. Um, how many times this year, not too many, but it seems like every time we get a good first down run and it's second and two, what do you do at that point? Most of the times, NFL, everyone takes a shot. Not necessarily a bomb, but go, go down the field with the ball because you got two plays to make. They they hardly ever do that. They have second and two, and they run the ball. I'm like, what? They're just wasting a chance to get down the field. But I just think that Press Taylor, since Jim Bob Cooter is gone, they just they're just not the same. I don't know why, but um, I don't know. I just see a lot of stuff that can be corrected at practice. Thank. You. All right, appreciate it, Kevin. Um, go ahead. Okay, so there's way too much for me to get into. I could say a lot about that. And that's fine. I'm just talking about a coach calls a play, you run the play. You should be able to line up. You should be able to run the right route. You should be able to throw the ball to him. Um, but if you're talking about his practice habits, the way that he communicates to the team, um, those kind of things, now then that's different. I can't see that. I can't tell you he's dropping the ball, Press Taylor, as an offensive coordinator because he's not – uh, going over the plays enough. He's not making sure everybody is super dialed in and all those kind of things. I am just saying when he calls a play and I see my QB throw the ball two or three yards over somebody's head or somebody whiffs a block, your quarterback gets smacked. Like that's You not doubt all, that was part of the game plan? I doubt that's part of the game plan. Yeah. You know, so there's, you. there's a lot of things that can go into, yes, we could definitely get a much better – uh, offensive coordinator just doesn't mean the plays are going to be way better. You also, still got to execute them. You know, on the on the third and short or the second and short, right? I really feel this team feels like it might need multiple cracks to pick up that yard or two, and that's why they're running it multiple times. Or because they, it, it's teams that all right, we pick up nine, it's second and one. We'll take that shot because we know on third and one we can get a yard. This team doesn't know they can get no. a yard. You know, I, I do think that's a factor. 
in the whole thing. By the way, they were eight of fourteen on third down. And also, yesterday. one more thing, sorry, if you if you want to take shots, maybe he's not taking these shots because he's not feeling good about the, the protection line. Yeah, maybe he's not feeling good about the way the quarterback is throwing the ball at that time. Yeah. So he's just trying to get completions so that everybody can feel better and feel that they're doing a good job with their with their job. They took shots yesterday. They uh, did. 59-yard touchdown and then off the fingertips oh, gosh on almighty. what could have been uh, another one, oh. basically. All right. Um, we'll come back, final segment, try to get as many of you in as we can. A uh, quick look around the rest of the National Football League as uh, we wrap things up. This is Jaguars Today on a Reaction Monday on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. He's still throwing passes. It's a David Garrard Monday on 1010XL. Brought to you by your local Napa Auto Care Centers. All right, now you can't say you've never heard Crystal Blue Persuasion because I played a snippet for you on the break. You can say you don't know it. That's fine. I still don't know it. I understand. It's all good. But it's quality, though. It's, it's not bad. It wasn't It wasn't the worst thing you've ever heard. It was not. All right, fair enough. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, we got a lot to get to here in the final few minutes. Uh, let's take a look around. The rest of the National Football League. Now, gems around the NFL. Brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. Washington has fired head coach Ron Rivera. The Atlanta Falcons have fired head coach Arthur Smith after three seasons. And the Carolina Panthers have fired general manager Scott Fitterer. Detroit tight end Sam Laporta left their game against the Vikings and was unable to return. An MRI revealed that Laporta suffered a hyperextended knee and a bone bruise. He is expected to miss some time. The Lions host the L.A. Rams in a wildcard game this week. Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts had his middle finger dislocated on his throwing hand and left their loss against the Giants yesterday without being able to return. Hurts said after the game that he would just take it day to day. Wide receiver A.J. Brown left the game with a knee injury, but it's not believed to be serious. Safety Sidney Brown will undergo further testing today, but is believed to have suffered a torn ACL. For the Eagles yesterday in Philadelphia, star T.J. Watt suffered a grade two MCL sprain on Saturday in their win over the Baltimore Ravens. The injury will not require surgery, but it is expected to keep him out for multiple weeks. Uh, by the way, and, and again, it doesn't have to make you feel any better. Um, Eagles lost to the Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks, Cardinals, and Giants. Uh, the latter two not exactly world beaters among their last six games. Lost five out of the last six. Jalen Hurts was... MVP contender yeah. last year. Yeah. Pro- probably should have won it, honestly, particularly when he didn't play the last few weeks and they lost two or three games when he wasn't in there. But so, And they're going to the playoffs and they're still – Because they had won it off ahead of time. Fire everybody. Well, right. And, I, I, right, and well, there's, if it's a quick exit, you know, clean house. So you're, you're not alone. Again, doesn't have to make you feel better. Yeah. All right. Uh, pockets, won't you fire it up there? 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, take. Now, Mike Dempsey's 10, 10, take. Brought to you by JNM Roofing Jacksonville, your storm restoration specialist. Oh, look, I think uh, everyone has done a pretty good job keeping things respectful today. I, you should be mad. You should be disappointed. Whatever adjectives you want to use to describe uh, your pain are all fair game. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not going to be right back here hoping that the moves they make this season this offseason are the right ones, right? Like, would I move on from Trent Baalke? Yeah. I, we would have fired him a couple of years ago. But if he comes back, I'm not going to root for him to fail so we can get rid of him next year. I'm going to root for him to succeed 
so the team can succeed. And I think most people are probably in that camp. Like, I get it. I, they're not going to make all the moves we'd like them to make this offseason. I hope they make more right ones than wrong ones. And I hope that Trevor Lawrence continues to take steps forward to j- fulfill the promise that I still believe he has. I think you can win big with Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback. I haven't lost faith in that. That doesn't mean he doesn't need to play better. So everybody needs to look themselves in the mirror right now with this football team and play better. Uh, Let's get a couple in. uh, Try to make a quick comment, and uh, we'll move along here in the final few minutes. Uh, Chris on the south side, what's top on your mind, Chris? Good morning. How you doing? No, I just wanted to uh, speak, make a say something real quick. I think that the team kind of showed its fortitude or lack of, I think personally, the Tampa Bay game when they were down 20 to nothing at that point. I think at that point, it didn't matter what we did at Carolina because I feel like what we were lacking was put on display. And I feel like Trevor, even with Trevor, I feel like the difference between this year and last year was he kind of even said it himself, like when the certain play of the quarterback is elevated, he kind of raises his intensity up. And it maybe has something to do with him being hurt or something like that, but I feel like these last recent quarterbacks have been really journeyman and it could be that he's been hurt, but just it kind of counters what he did last year off of that philosophy. Like when the quarterback play is elevated, his play is elevated. And I didn't see that this year. All right. Thank you, Chris. Uh, let's get one more here. Steve on the south side. Go ahead, Steve. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hey, uh, I was just trying to understand the Jaguars and the definition of insanity because it's like the team is so overhyped. And then when they get up against a, a real team, they just fold. And then it just lingers and lingers. And Doug is our coach because we don't have the players. We've got a bunch of number twos that we play with all season. Trevor presses. And then all we get is these picks and his weird play calls that, oh, we can't call a, a tush push because we don't have the line. So it's like there's no, no changes, like Tony said, because you get a new GM, you're going to want his own coach. So we're destined to do this again because we just don't have the players and we kind of get points, like David said, and it's never going to happen because it's like everybody's just going to recycle this whole thing next year and play the weak teams and look fabulous. Get up against a solid team that you might see in the playoffs, we're not worthy. You know what I mean? So good luck next year because <laughs> it's going to be repeat. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I wish with that weak team we played yesterday we would have showed up. And, uh, right. You know, or I world beat. You know, I mean, it, that that wasn't next the year. Doesn't have to be this year. It does. And yeah. la- last year, you beat a lot of good teams. Yeah, right. A lot of good teams. Yeah. Heck, you beat playoff teams this year, and it wasn't enough. So, uh, I, you know, I I'm not going to change Steve's mind in the next 15 seconds. That's certainly fine. I'm going to hope that things get better. Yeah, um, because otherwise. I, I can't resign myself to, well, it doesn't matter what we do. I mean, then what's the point of doing this program or being a fan or any of that stuff if you don't think there's any hope of things getting better? You're going to hope they add the right pieces and everybody on the team that's still there takes a step forward. All right, let's say hello to XL Primetime. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com careers. Equal opportunity employer. All right, uh, Mia O'Brien's here. 
Hello. Who are you texting over um, there? I'm texting my buddy, um, who actually I do a podcast with on Monday night. Shout out to John Alba. Um, the reason I'm a fringe wrestling fan, according to Tony Khan. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, well. Fringe wrestling fan. It's actually fringe. a compliment. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like not Good in the- for you. I'm not even on the fringe. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fringe wrestling fan, according to Tony. So, I'll take it. Uh, Mia, what's the number one thing this team needs to fix or change or improve upon? Heading into the offseason. Well, besides remembering how to tackle, um, that's number one. And defensive assignments. Dewey Wingard was very forward with us last night in the locker room. You know, he said it came down to assignment football. You heard Doug say it the last six weeks. And truly, guys just weren't doing what they were asked to do. Um, And I understand. I know Jeff and Dan made the point this morning about at one point or another, it's got to fall to coaching. But Doug was still sticking to it even in yesterday's press conference that if we're telling you what to do and you're not doing it, you know, at what point in time, like, can you continue to say, well, it's coaching? Um, so I think that, that that interaction and dynamic will be fascinating. The other thing is I think they have to completely re- revamp the offense so schematically. Um, I think that Doug in the offseason said to Trevor and Press Taylor, go ahead, design the offense as you see fit. I will collaborate. We'll bring in other voices. But, like, you guys design it as you want and clearly – whether it wasn't playing to Trevor's strengths, whether it was too complicated for other members of the offense, it needs an overhaul because, quite frankly, as I sit here now at 11.50, whatever it is, on Monday, January 7th, 8th, 8th, 8th yeah. they they need to fix Trevor Lawrence. Like They are in danger of losing to Trevor Lawrence if they continue down this path of every single offensive drive feeling like a colonoscopy. <laughs> okay. Um, That's you, rough. Yeah. Uh, look. So basically, just offense, defense, and coaching. Other than yeah, everything. It's all yeah, right. no, I, I think that winning. We're win- good on special teams. Mm. Ha! Eh. I mean, we, don't, pro- we, we don't trust the kicker past forty <laughs> yards about anymore. The, everybody but. on the sideline, are they okay? Listen, we, like have a, just- we have a Pro Bowl long snapper <laughs> and should be Pro Bowl punter. How about that? Yeah, that's true. So, no, he you're is right. Pro Bowl punter. Yeah, yes, we got but. those two. There Apparently, uh, Josh Allen went We're to set. Logan and was like. You should be in the Pro Bowl. He's like, well, the guy who made it was pretty good, and I'm an alternate. Like, and Josh was like, no, but you should be there. Um, so we have a Pro Bowl long snapper, Pro Bowl punter, front of the program. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it's a lot of wholesale changes, and I think that five-game win streak in the midway through the season, and I guess it was, what, winning seven of eight in that stretch there, winning covers up a lot of flaws. And I mm-hmm. think that my hope is that that is what the realization is and that maybe this slice of humble pie of you didn't arrive is what this franchise needs long-term. All right. Um, you have a good show. I'm sure Thank we'll have you. to get into today. Yeah, uh, just a little bit. Denny Thompson joins us at 2, and then I'll scoot over to the stadium. Doug Peterson scheduled to meet with reporters at 3. All right. Uh, XL Primetime for the next three hours uh, coming your way here on 1010XL. Can't fix it all in two hours. No. Mia said we got to build around our long snapper and our punter, so yeah. we we'll just build the team around them. Yeah, that should be fine. Um, <laughs> should be a good po- – oh, look, I get it. There's Everyone has their – thing that's the top of their list uh i would agree for yesterday if they could have just slowed the run slowed it a slowed little bit it a little bit uh might have won that football game and look yes winning does cover up a lot of mistakes i i like the perfume of winning right yeah. do you think all the teams that are making the postseason are flawless teams they're riddled <laughs> no. with mistakes yeah. but how would you feel today a lot better, right? 75% said, Tony, last week, if they win on against Tennessee, it's a successful regular season. Mm-hmm. And I would have agreed with him. Yeah. You know, 10 wins, win the division, maybe not 
the lofty 12, 13 win yeah, season. We'll we see how it for. ends ultimately, but you right. won the division. Only yeah. one team's winning the Super Bowl, but to not even put yourself in the top seven in your conference with everything that played out for you in terms of the schedule, how you felt about your roster, all those things. And quite honestly, I mean, they had some injuries. A lot of healthier than a lot of teams out there this year. So uh, a lot of work to do. Jeff Logan will be in tomorrow to help us uh, begin the process or continue the process. DG, you'll be back next week. Yes. Uh, you know, well, this was the immediate rip the Band-Aid off show. Next week will be more about Okay, deep breath. Where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll look forward to Happy Next New Year week once you again. you fix it, David. Yeah, you better. I'm, I'm going to start taking notes all week about <laughs> what I'm going to do. All right, coach up that quarterback sneak decision. Mm-hmm. I got that. Dang. I know you do. I know you do. All right, uh, for David Garrard, Tony Smith, and Dylan Denmark, I'm Mike Dempsey. Thanks for listening. Stick around for XL Primetime coming up next on 1010XL 92.5 FM.